0: what's up everybody welcome to the latest episode of the foul ball area podcast i'm your host matthew atkins alongside my co-host trey lyle and we are excited to be back at it for another week of great baseball talk we missed last week i think we both had some stuff going on and uh we're a little late this week but we are back at it a lot of stuff going on around major league baseball to get into today a lot of drama around major league baseball And then we got some players that are still playing at an extremely high level. I think the AL MVP race might be heating up. I don't know if Trey's going to agree with me on that, but I think it could be. There could be another player climbing up there to take that AL MVP spot. We've got a good one for you today. Trey, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. Just, uh, you know, trying to survive here as we are now getting to the dog days of summer. You know, basketball's now over, hockey's now over, so baseball's the only thing left of the major four sports before, you know, football season comes. So it's it's definitely going to be the middle stretch of the season.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. It's uh, You know, I, I enjoy these days, and a lot of people don't because other people aren't as big baseball fans as we are, and so they wish that there were other sports going on and other people get more into, you know, football mini camps and the nba draft and all that stuff and i'm 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 excited for the middle of the summer baseball because that's the only thing that's in season so i really enjoy this time of year i know a lot of other people don't but i do so i'm excited um real quick before we get into anything big i think it deserves to mention that ole miss won the college world series this year they defeated oklahoma uh which i was actually happy to see because you know some people say you should root for the team that beats your team but I don't really agree with that I wanted Oklahoma to lose so I'm glad that Ole Miss ended up beating them and winning the College World Series Uh, did you get to watch any of the final series this past weekend I did it was also on my radio station so listen to a
1: little bit as well it was going to be the best thing I saw this week was the fact that Ole Miss went from the last team in to the national champs and Looking back on, uh, this was a team that just had a rough patch after they came to the number one team in the country, they had really good starting pitching, they're really good pitching across the board, they had a bullpen game in game one and the guy throws a perfect game through six and then, you know, they give up two runs, they have a reliever come in with, you know, I think no outs and the bases loaded and he only allows a run just to make it in that first game and then they you know, have a really good second game as well. And then they also went back to back to back in game one, which was the first time ever. So it was definitely an exciting game for Ole Miss and an exciting series for Ole Miss. And their their run to the College World Series was pretty incredible.
0: It was. It was. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch much of it, but I, I was really excited to see them win. Um, you know, they're a, a classic baseball powerhouse team, so it's good to see them get back to the top of the College World Series, back on top of the college baseball world. Uh on their and, first national title. Yeah, yeah, so that's big. Um, and I, like I said, I'm just happy that they beat Oklahoma because I was upset at Oklahoma since they knocked out Virginia Tech in the Super Regionals, so I did not want to see them win the whole thing. Uh, the best thing I saw this week, Freddie Freeman returning to Atlanta. The Dodgers came to Atlanta over the weekend for a series at Truist Park. He got a standing ovation. He got his World Series championship ring. He got to be back in front of the Atlanta Braves fans. He got to be back with his former teammates that he spent 10 years with, that he won a World Series with. He shed a lot of tears. It was a very emotional, uh, very emotional weekend for Freddie Freeman. And I think for a lot of people in Atlanta seeing did him return too? to Truist Park. I did not cry. It, it made me feel some things, but I did not cry um it was uh it was an emotional weekend definitely for freddie freeman and that's something that i do want to talk about a little bit today because there's ever since friday night when he made his return to truist park there has been a lot of drama surrounding this entire situation so friday the dodgers play in the opening game of the series at truist park freddie freeman gets his world series championship ring gets a huge standing ovation from the Braves fans you know, makes it known that he misses being in Atlanta. Clayton Kershaw says that he hopes the Dodgers aren't second fiddle to Freddie Freeman, which I get that, you know, if you see your teammate go back to his former team and act the way that he did, that would be kind of disheartening for you because you want your teammate to be all in. And then all this drama about Freddie Freeman's agent, who he has now fired, and reports came out yesterday that his agent Withheld the Braves' final offer from Freddie Freeman, and then he ended up signing with the Dodgers. So there was apparently one more offer from the Braves that Freddie Freeman didn't even know about, and that's when he signed with the Dodgers. so I don't you know now his agent has come out and said that's not true, so there are conflicting reports, but either way, this is there's a lot of drama going on here. there's you know. Mixed messages going on. He fired his agent, so I think clearly he's not happy with the way his agent handled free agency. It's a, it's kind of a mess right now.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a mess. I saw something, or was like, what if the Dodgers just trade Freddie Freeman for like Matt Olson, and you know, just kind of hit the reset button on this, this thing? But you know, Freddie is, I. Uh, From his actions, you know, on the field, it appears he's still focused on playing baseball and is committed to winning with the Dodgers. I just think, you know, he invested so much in that team and to win the World Series that it was always going to be this kind of feel coming out of it. And I think over the next two to three weeks, he starts to kind of now that it's passed, I think he's going to he's going to be committed to the Dodger. I think. That was not a doubt like he's he's a professional baseball player to the fullest extent. And so I wouldn't question that. I just think, you know, he he did want to be in Atlanta like he's not going to say no to that. But he's not going to also, you know, the Dodgers gave him a better offer. And that's what happened. And this is an effect of it. And he probably knew it. And he just, you know, this is a guy who's always wore his emotions on his sleeve and you think about its history, you know, especially with the family there and like everything that this family has been through with, in Atlanta, it's, you were going to get this reaction and kind of this feel after it. And I just think over time it's going to heal and, and be okay.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it was the emotion of it being the first time back in Atlanta, you know, getting his world series ring, all of that combined. I think it just, it just was a lot, um, yeah, he is playing really well in Los Angeles. I think he will be be a complete part of that team. Um, but I do think that what happened this weekend has changed the minds of a lot of Braves fans who were upset at him for leaving. I think now they see that he really wanted to be in Atlanta. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But I think a lot of Braves fans who were just you know mad at him for taking a better offer. They kind of see that you know it's not always that easy it's, it's a complicated process and so i think a lot of people who were you know when he signed with the dodgers a lot of people were comparing him to chipper jones and saying well now he'll never be as great as chipper jones because chipper stayed with the braves his entire career and freddie didn't but it, it it's it's not that simple it's a really complicated process and so i think a lot of people have kind of forgiven him not that he needs forgiven but people are forgiving him for leaving the Braves and signing with another team.
1: Yeah, I absolutely. I just think it's is what it is. And, you know, time's going to heal all wounds and Freddie Freeman is still one of the premier players in this league and the Dodgers are really good and they're going to contend in November. And I think Atlanta is surging and they're going to contend in November and You know, I think when if they played each other in the playoffs, I expect Freddie Freeman to give him his all for the Dodgers. And we'll, it, you know, this is not going to be the last time he plays in Atlanta this season. So it's, it's going to be, he's, he's going to get used to it and it's going to be okay.
0: All right. Let's get into our MVPs of the week. If you've got someone picked out, Trey, go for it. Give it to me. Who do you got as your MVP of the past week?
1: I mean, I just, you have to give it to Shohei Otani. Like, his month has been incredible. He had 11 strikeouts. You know, we recorded this on Thursday, last night on Wednesday. He's hitting bombs left and right. He is, I think, is cleared the way for a two-team race for the MVP with Aaron Judge, who's also had two walk-offs last week. So, he should be considered for this as well. But Otani is playing phenomenal for an Angels team that is has been up and down this season.
0: Well, all right, we are going to agree on that. If you look at the stats just hitting over the past week, Shohei Otani is batting 333, a 1.298 OPS, two home runs, and four RBIs. But like you said, pitching, doing really well as well. The game that he had last night with 11 strikeouts, he has been just on fire on both sides of the plate. So far this month, he's got an 11-game hit streak, he had a career high eight RBIs on the 21st against Kansas City, a career high 13 strikeouts on the mound the next day against Kansas City. He's had the hardest hit home run of his career on June 25th against Seattle. He's pitched 21 and two-third consecutive scoreless innings, the longest streak of his career. Yeah, I think he's coming back and he's making his case for AL MVP. Aaron Judge is still the front runner. And like you said, the walk-off home runs, the way he's been playing, he's still the front runner. He is the MVP right now. But Shohei Otani, he's he's coming back hard and he's making his case for this to be, a uh, like you said, a two-man race for AL MVP this year. He is playing extremely well right now. And it's really fun to watch because, you know, last season was just amazing when he had a, a real breakout season for the Angels. And now he's kind of doing it again. It took him a little bit. But he's doing it again. He's playing extremely well right now.
1: Yeah, i I agree with that. I know you know Trout's playing pretty good as well, and so it's it's good to see the Angels' two stars play well. Hopefully, that leads to them making the playoffs. We'll see on that. Their pitching has been so inconsistent outside of o- Otani. It's going to be hard to see. Obviously, they had the big brawl last week with the Mariners. Um, you know, they sit a thirty seven and forty one. Which is not ideal. Um, and I think if the Yankees the thing is the Yankees they're pace up in winning, you know, they conceivably are on pace to break the all time the regular season wins record. So I think again, if the Yankees are sitting at hundred plus wins and Judge is hit, you know, he's on pace to break Maris's sixty-one home runs. But let's say he hits 45 to 50 and with 150 RBIs or whatever, I I think judge is going to get it. So it's just going to be interesting to see. Like, I think the way the Yankees are playing is going to play a lot into how, and the way the angels are playing when it's close, I always pick the team that, that wins. And so I'm going to go with judge.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think, you know, you do have to factor team performance into it a little bit. And obviously, Aaron Judge is on the best team in baseball. So I think that is fair. Um, It's just going to be a really fun race to watch. I hope they keep playing at the level that they're at throughout the rest of the season because it'll be a fun race to watch as the season goes on. I mean, Shohei Otani was so exciting to watch last year. I think people that weren't even baseball fans would tune in. It's kind of like Aaron Judge when he broke onto the scene in 2016. You know, people who weren't even baseball fans... They were like, OK, there's a six foot eight, 280 pound guy playing baseball and just mashing the ball in New York for the the biggest market team in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'm going to tune in to watch that. So both of these players, they're able to bring in fans from outside of baseball to start watching the game because of how exciting they are and because of how different they are from your average everyday player. You know, Mike Trout is the greatest player on on the earth, but. Shohei Otani and Aaron judge each have more exciting aspects about them that attract fans that wouldn't normally watch baseball.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree on that one. It's just to be interesting to see how this shakes out. Um, I wouldn't doubt Mike Trout being in that race. Uh, you Don Alvarez, you know, he did get hurt last night has been, I guess if you want to pick a third person, um, way he's played for houston so but he he did get hurt last night so um i think it's shaking shaping up to be a two-team race it's a little more open on the nl side but um it's gonna be fun to see you know the stars kind of show out for baseball
0: yeah definitely is definitely is gonna be a good mvp race to watch the rest of the season Uh, Some other news around Major League Baseball. Phillies outfielder Bryce Harper is injured. He has a broken thumb. He had successful surgery to repair that thumb yesterday, but there's no timetable for his return. Harper, of course, won the MVP last year in the National League, so that's a big loss for the Phillies, who are already struggling. Um, They've been struggling pretty much all season in a year that they were expected to contend. Uh, They fired manager Joe Girardi. Now they're without their top player so it's looking rough for the Phillies right now the Braves have beat them in the past two games the past couple of nights so not great for the Phillies right now with uh losing Bryce Harper
1: yeah i mean the Phillies are are struggling
0: and it's
1: definitely just something to keep an eye on i mean the Phillies have had a tumultuous season but they're in a division they can win i guess i mean the Mets are leading it and they have DeGrom and adding Scherzer, the Met, the Braves are searching, but the Phillies were in this race at some point. But without their MVP and their lack of consistency, I just, I don't see it.
0: And sticking with the Phillies, a pretty big moment last night, even though they ended up losing to the Braves, like I said. But the 2013 number one overall pick, Mark Apple, made his debut for the Phillies on the mound. He had a long journey through the minor leagues, even retired in 2018. Last year, he started his comeback, and last night, he made his big league debut for the Phillies and threw a scoreless inning in the ninth. Uh, The Braves were already up 4-1, to and they ended up winning the game. But still, Mark Apple making his debut nine years after getting drafted number one overall, and even after retiring, walking away from baseball at one point. So that's that's one of those stories that you just love to see in baseball every year. Every year, there's something like that. Some kind of player who had a really bad injury and is able to come back or some kind of player who, you know, made it into the major leagues, but only played one season and then had to battle through the minor leagues for a decade again and made it back. Or now we see Mark Apple, who never made it to the major leagues until last night. It's a really good story.
1: Yeah, that was cool to see last night. I have one more Shohei Atani stack because Jeff Pass had just tweeted it. All right, let's hear it. Over the last three weeks, Shohei Ohtani has put up a 2.5 wins above replacement. He has been the single best pitcher in baseball and the fifteenth most productive offensive player. So, just think of put that in perspective. Like this is a once in a lifetime player. And i I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, and they brought up Otani and his star power. The fact that he plays for the Angels. Do you think that's a detriment to baseball? Because I I'm I'm starting to think that. It's the same thing with Trout. Yeah. Because I think you put Otani on the Yankees or the Dodgers. I mean, I would say especially the Yankees. And I'm just, I'm not saying that because I'm a Yankees fan. I'm saying that because they're the biggest brand in the
0: sport. They are. It's,
1: I think it, you know, because he's already a superstar, but like his star is so much bigger. Yeah. If he's playing in pinstripes.
0: Because it'll be interesting when he becomes a free agent in two years. Because the Angels are in Los Angeles, it's not really though. I mean, it they're in they're in the market. They're in Anaheim. It shouldn't be a bad thing.
1: They're they're like the Clippers. No one cares about the Clippers in Los Angeles. They have the Lakers. No one cares about the Angels in Los Angeles. They have the Dodgers.
0: It's still the second biggest market in the U.S., but yeah, they're they're not. A good team. They're in the shadow of the Dodgers.
1: If he was so, on the yeah, Dodgers, it'd I mean, be different. Yeah, you just take superstar.
0: him just take him across town, put him on the Dodgers. It would be no, huge. they don't need him. <laughs> I mean, they they, they they don't. They don't, but I'm I'm saying no, that if would they be had ridiculous. him. You know, even take him to Chicago, put him on the Cubs, that it would be a whole different story.
1: That too. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, I, I think it, it would be a lot different. If he was on one of those bigger market teams. it would be, it would be interesting to see how that would change, you know, how many fans he brings in, or the the attention that he gets he already gets, you know, more attention than any player in Major League Baseball because of how unique he is and how good he is. So you put him on one of those big market teams, one of those teams that is used to winning that'd be interesting to watch. And, yeah, I think he is a free agent after next season. So probably the top free agent in that class. So that'll be a, a fun offseason to follow and see where he ends up.
1: Yes, it would be. And uh, I'm going to get a, a segment here on the on the foul ball area podcast where I remind the New York Yankees that they need to pay Aaron Judge. Um. So please pay Aaron Judge. Thank you.
0: You got anything else? That's all I've got.
1: As always, leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you can follow us at Mackins in the News at Trey Lyle underscore VT at Foul Ball Area, Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcast Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. I, I, wherever you get it, it is there every week. At least we try. Last week we were out due to COVID protocols. Um, and we will be back next week after the uh, I, July Fourth weekend. Um, a week, and we're typically next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably have a middle of the week podcast. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball
0: Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcast, and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.